Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Creedence of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Man, what a beautiful day today. Sunny, a high of 77. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 50. And then for tomorrow, just as nice. Mostly sunny and a high of 79. It's 55 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Summertime scams are on the way. And Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will tell you how you can screw everybody. Just like a lawyer can tell you. So he'll be coming up later on this morning. And there's some other stuff, too. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a really nice day today. Like, really nice. Sunny and a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. How weird is it that we made a reference to Pee Wee Herman yesterday talking about, uh, why did we even mention him? I don't even remember. It was, well, it had something to do with, oh, it was me, uh, like if I were to get caught inside of a movie theater, uh, pleasuring myself, right? I would be like Pee Wee Herman, you know, when we did that whole thing. And then later on in the day, we find out that, so sad that Pee Wee Herman has left us. You know, it's, uh... Permanently. Yes. Makes you think that, uh, was it our fault? Did we do something? No. Were we to blame? Uh, Paul Rubens, uh, who was obviously the actor who played Pee Wee Herman, lost a battle with cancer, a battle nobody knew he was even fighting. He was 70 years old. Like uh, Norm MacDonald, Paul never told anybody. His family issued a statement saying, quote, Paul bravely and privately fought cancer for years with his trademark uh, tenacity and wit. Paul actually had a statement of his own ready to be released upon his death. He said, quote, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing for the last six years. I don't think you have to apologize to anybody for no. keeping your, you know... It's called medical privacy. You're, you are, me- you you can have that if you'd like. And it's up to an individual whether or not they want to share that with anybody anyway. So, he, uh, I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Paul developed the Pee Wee character while he was with the Groundlings comedy troupe in the 1970s. He turned it into a stage show, which led to an HBO special back in 1981. And, of course, he broke huge with Pee Wee's Big Adventure, directed by Tim Burton back in 1985. That was, like, one of my favorite movies as a kid. That was such a funny (laughs) freaking movie. It's unbelievable. Uh, The sequel called Big Top Pee Wee followed in 1988. Mm, Not as funny. Not as funny, but what's-her-name was hot. I don't remember her name now. She uh, she had the accent like this. Fifi. It wasn't Fifi. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. Um, uh, oh, right, the French the French girl. Yeah, she was in Hot Shots Part 2. Why am I forgetting her, she her name? In, no. uh, she was in uh, Rain Man. She was uh, a Tom Cruise's girlfriend in Rain right, Man. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, Pee Wee character uh, disappeared for a while after that. Oh, because... I, mi- I missed the part where I where I said he got caught in the theater in Sarasota. Indecent right. exposure in a porn theater in Sarasota in July of 1991. Her he- name was Simone. Simone? Simone. Right, but what was her, like, what's her actress name? Oh, Jesus. Dude, I don't even, uh, hold on, I'll figure it out. It's it's some, like, uh... Diane Salinger. What? That's her name? Yeah, that's the one. 
I don't know about that. I'm, I'm I, looking it up right now. All right, well, I'll have to fact check you because I think you might be wrong. All right. You want to You don't want to put a wager on it, do you? She neither looked nor sounded like a Diane. That's why I'm kind of confused. Because she's an actress, Steve. She wasn't actually French. Uh, Anyway, uh, in 2010, Paul did a revival of the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway and made a movie for Netflix called Pee Wee's Big Holiday in 2015. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that either. But I used to I used to watch that show. Uh, He had the Pee Wee's Playhouse every Saturday morning. We watched it while we were in college. Yeah. And still thought it was absolutely hilarious. Can you imagine that? I was seven and you were in college. And yet, surprisingly yeah. enough, you may have been more mature. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, uh, even today, that holds true. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Japan is upset about Barbenheimer memes where people mix images from Barbie with atomic bomb explosions. That uh, kind of stuff hits differently for the Japanese for obvious reasons. Yeah, they're not real. Yeah. They don't really have a great sense of humor about that stuff. They don't, they don't want you doing that. Uh, a pair of YouTubers tried to visit Cousin Eddie's house from the movie Vacation, but the guy living there flipped out on them. He said the movie sucks and they need to grow up and wouldn't let them film there. <laughs> so Cousin Eddie's still living there then? He must be, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you get on off my property. Uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Posted a tribute to Tony Bennett. She said, quote, Our relationship was very real. Though there were five decades between us, he was my friend, my real true friend. And Tony Bennett uh, had to, you know, before he died, he was like, Oh, yeah, I like that girl. Didn't she throw up on herself at that uh, South by Southwest (laughs) festival? That was amazing. (laughs) I hope she'll be my friend. Yeah. You are friends. We are? Who's that girl? Uh, the bras just keep getting bigger at Drake's shows. Two bras thrown on stage in D.C. over the weekend were an H cup and an L cup. Drake said, quote, how many letters does it go up to? Well, come on, Drake. You know about your cup sizes. You got your A's, your B, C, C, D. That's the biggest. Actually, D's not the biggest because H and J are, apparently. Did you hear this, what happened to him? This chick threw her giant bra up on stage at him last week. Right. Now she's got to deal with Playboy. I saw that article. The woman who threw her giant brassiere up on the stage is uh, promoting Playboy. But I also found out that Playboy now lets you buy into them for them to promote you. Did you know that? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. They're I re- actually I re- charging you? Yeah, I read this whole uh, article about because they're trying to compete with OnlyFans. So they figure if you have the Playboy name behind you, you can buy into them and use their service as like a. Like Shouldn't a thing it be to, like the other way around? Should be Playboy be paying you to expose I, your bosoms? You know, I would think so too. But apparently, that Playboy name is still holds a lot of weight. I don't know, man. It's been so long since I even considered even looking into one. Well, I remember it was what ten years ago when they did when they got rid of the articles. Yeah. Wait. There were articles? No, they got rid of the pictures. They kept the articles. That's oh, what it was. But then all of a sudden, it's confused. People Magazine. I know. Well, who wants to watch that? Uh, Billie Eilish's performance at Lollapalooza on Thursday will be solar-powered. A temporary solar farm will be installed on the festival grounds to charge zero-emission battery systems. Hmm. Yes, the tr- the giant uh, big rig with the smoke coming out of the uh, the tailpipe or the smokestack right. is delivering the solar panels <laughs> to make everything more safe for everybody. 
<laughs> it's a risk assessment. Yeah. I, this whole, like, global warming thing and these celebrities, like Leonardo DiCaprio, they're, like, giving him so much guff because he's got this giant private yacht that he <laughs> floats out in the middle of the ocean that runs on. That's just, just uh, chugging diesel through the water. Uh, Kim Kardashian was recently spotted at a soccer tourney in uh, Dubai, right? Okay. I said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this many balls was when Ray J gave me the punt kick to the red ticket in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. <laughs> Those are soccer terms. Yeah, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother. Chris Kim, but I once put her in the greasy slime light. I had her mouth the nine iron. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say, it was like having a Barbie doll in the birth cannon. Ah, there you go. I don't know if you can mix those two together. I don't, I don't know. I've already blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say the name on the radio, but I want to mix those two names together. Oh, I know what you want to do. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Are you or someone you know addicted to drugs? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in ACDC. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be beautiful today, sunny and a high of 76 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Attorney Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us a little bit later on this morning. There's all kinds of great new scams to be paying attention to. So yeah. uh, he'll be coming up, what, 7, 8? What is it? Uh, uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, know, you, know, we were ta- you and I were talking off the air, and I, and I had told you yesterday on the air about uh, that whole project I did while I was, I was out. With the bench. Yeah, this old railroad bench that my dad uh, probably stole, I'm sure. sure, back in the 70s. But, hey, you know what? Everybody turned a blind eye back in the day. So uh, <laughs> Things were things were leaving uh, the uh, the rail yard all the time. So, uh, but, you know, long story short, uh, it was in my possession. It needed to be refurbished, and I put it together. But, uh, you know, you, you know, you think you think about, like, that, w- that was like a huge piece of my, my childhood. That bench. Uh, that bench, because it was always in our yard, and it was always, you know, uh, my dad always tried to make it like a like a seating area for people who wanted to or walking by the house. They could just sit down if they wanted to on the street. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it brings up a lot of, uh, it stirs up a lot of memories about dad and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you think about that stuff when you're, of course when, you you're do. when you're working on something like that. And, uh, you know, you and I were just talking off the air about something that he did to me when I was probably 19 or 20. <laughs> um, he had gotten me, yes, nepotism. He got me a job at the railroad uh, back in the day. Sure. And I was working as, uh, for, it was for a, a subcontractor company that worked for the railroad. So he wasn't my direct boss. He was, but he got you the job. But he got me the job and, you know, they were. he was basically overseeing that contractor uh, doing the job and, you know, they, he'd yell and scream and do all these other things that's the kind of person he was and that's the way they all kind of talk to each other like that was like the culture of that (laughs) of like you wouldn't get you wouldn't get away with half the stuff that they did oh i'm sure calling each other names and 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 you know swearing at each other and nearly having fist fights yeah at its best it was a hostile work environment and that was on a good day yeah that that, the hostile work environment was part of the job (laughs) in fact in fact, if uh, yeah. if it had been different, you wouldn't even wanted to work there. Yeah, that sort of abuse and 
uh, you know, and, and hostility. That's the kind of stuff that uh, creates a good corporate culture. So back in like, uh, I think it was like 1998, he gets me this job. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like a year out of high school. Uh, I get this job working in Worcester at the rail yard there. Right. And, uh, and none of these guys, you know, they're like, oh, he's Don Nagel's kid. I, I don't want to talk to him. Like, the, because he was a jerk for the most part. <laughs> like, he kind, he just, like, he was this kind of guy that would call up. He'd surprise you, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sure. He'd call and, like, want to know what you were doing and uh, what the numbers were and all these different stats that you had to that you had to spew out so he could get on his morning conference call at some point. And uh, so none of these guys really had any kind of respect for me because I was the boss's kid. And we were yeah. talking about this because we have an intern here who is is the boss's the kid. Bo- the boss's kid. And uh, she's she's a she's a she's a really nice kid, and you know she's been very helpful yeah. with with all our TikToks and all this other stuff. So uh, it's nothing like what I experienced from no well because first of yeah. all you you kind of like her her father you, you like the boss yeah boss the boss is, is a guy. nice guy he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a good guy and 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 you, so you there's really no like animosity there because there's nothing to be angry about but in my situation all of these guys hated me they're like <laughs> this guy you know this kid's gonna go home and he's gonna yeah you know he's gonna tell him you know if there's something sh- Something that's shady was going on at work that I'm going to go home and, uh, you know, rat him out or something like that. But I learned very quickly that uh, when you're a teamster, because that's what I was. Sure. You keep your mouth shut. Oh, you always. Yeah. You always watch your mouth. Yeah. And then uh, you learn the tricks of the trade real quick. Well, hey, uh, you worked between hour three and four of your day. That means you didn't get a lunch. (laughs) Put down a half hour for extra overtime. Like, even though you were eventually going to get the lunch. You just didn't get it between that third and fourth hour, and that makes the overtime sure. happen. But anyway, none of these guys uh, really respected me until one day I uh, my job was to go out and, and inspect the trains going out. They take these tractor trailers and they put them up on a rail car with a big giant crane, right? and then they lock them in there. It's kind of like the fifth wheel on a, on a back of a, a, a truck. Sure. It's the fifth wheel on top of a rail car, and you and my job was to go after they loaded them and look with a spotlight to make sure they were all locked in place. They all had a mechanism that would lock in place when the thing snapped sure. in. Right, and uh, there was two things you had to look for. One was to well, there was a bunch of things you had to look for, but but the main thing about being locked was make sure that a that one lock was locked, and then they had an auxiliary lock which was like a flip-down kind of thing in the front, you had to make sure that was up, too. It was kind of like the fail-safe thing in case the first one didn't work, then the second one would get you. Well, one day, I do this (laughs) inspection, (laughs) and then I go home. I worked 3 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. That was the shift. Okay. So I go home, I go to sleep, and then maybe three hours later, my father comes home, and he's yelling Gee, damn it, you killed three people. And I said, what? What? (laughs) And I'm like waking up, like out of bed, like, what are you talking about? And he tells me that, you know, the the inspection that went through, this thing went out to Ohio, and the auxiliary lock was down. Or he didn't even say that. He just said the thing was unlocked. 
and it fell off and it killed three people. That and it was my <laughs> fault. Okay, that I did that. Yeah, I'm like 19 years old. I'm freaking out. Like, did I? I killed three people. Like, to to have that kind of weight on you, right? As a kid, like that was. You're like, also a pretty thorough guy, so it's not exactly like you know you would naturally forget something like that. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have done that on purpose. Sure. You know, obviously, I wouldn't have done it on purpose. But I mean, that's why they have the safety inspection, so you can. You know, you, that's the kind of thing doesn't happen. I, you, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. He didn't tell me that that was not true until I went back into work at 3 a.m. the next day. And then no, and I'm walking in waiting for like the cops to be there, or I don't know, like you know, some kind of crime scene so unit to, with investigation. What and, what time of day did he tell you this? This was like three o'clock in the afternoon, but I had worked from three three a.m. to eleven eight eleven thirty a.m. and I was home by probably twelve thirty and, okay. and and sleeping. So for all these hours yeah. before the time you go back in, yeah, you're you're twisting oh, I, around like twisting in the wind on this. Uh, one. Yeah, I couldn't go back to sleep. I couldn't. And then I go in for 3 o'clock in the morning, and nobody's like, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of weird that nobody was upset about something. Like, if three people were dead, yeah. I would think the climate of the room would be a little <laughs> bit different, you know? So uh, I'm kind of like not saying anything, and I go to start doing my little paperwork that I have to do, and then I start, uh, I, I said, uh, hey, I guess I I missed a lock, huh? And the and this one guy goes, "Yeah, some somebody found it out in uh, out in Ohio somewhere or whatever." And I said, "And people are dead?" And he goes, "What?" And he goes, and I said, <laughs> "Well, my dad came home and said that I killed three people." <laughs> And it was like it was kind of like when the when the guy in the commercial goes, "Could you please pass the jelly instead of the planter all fruit?" And it was like this collective gasp among these men going, "What?" And I tell them the whole story, and they're like, "Oh my! You didn't kill anybody. The the auxiliary lock was down, and somebody when it got to the next destination, right. and somebody was rechecking it, they noticed it." What what had happened was they knew somebody out in Ohio did. My dad would didn't make a lot of friends. Sure, and they knew that his kid was the one that signed off on it. So they made it like this big deal. Sure, even though they wouldn't have made a big deal if it was if it was anybody, anybody else. else. Right, right. <laughs> so that kind of thing that earned me mucho respect among those uh, muchachos. Really, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah because, because then they realized, wow. You think he's just as much of a dick as we do. <laughs> so then it became this, you know, and, 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 and I would do this thing where even my dad would continue. He couldn't fire me. That was the best part. He did, he could not fire me because I worked for, for a different company, right? And I was protected by the Teamsters. <laughs> so that was like, yeah, you can't fire this guy. He's already vet, you know, he's already got his. You know, is thirty days in or whatever it is that you need. To oh be my God, what that is the, that is like but what, so freaking cruel. But, but can you like like I could never tell somebody that they did that. That is a horrible, horrible thing to oh. say to somebody. You know, at least he could have said, "Hey, the thing fell off and and the you know a." a Ten thousand yeah. pounds of bananas rolled off yeah. into the or, Ohio or, or River. Or just or something be more like careful that. next time. Yeah. That would so, have been enough to teach yeah. you a lesson. That's just a little peek into my childhood. Oh, that's uh, what a heartwarming. Yeah.
family story. Mucho respect from the boys. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 630 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, let me see if I can uh, actually open the webpage here. I love this uh, this slow internet that we have uh, mm-hmm. at our uh, at our workplace. Yeah, it uh, it reminds me back of the days when we used to uh, compare internet speeds by using uh, bods. Bods? Yeah. What's bods? A bod was like a, like a like a bit rate uh, transfer speed, I believe. Uh, you know, when you dialed up with your uh, with your America Online account, you know, sometimes you have like uh, like twenty seven hundred bod. Oh or yeah, thirty six yeah, yeah, and a half yeah, 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 baud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I, very. This uh, this reminds me very much of the old dial up days. You've got mail. Mm, I like that. I could have loved to have that gig. I was like, uh, that's another sound from my youth. You got mail. You got mail. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Man, I miss those days. The uh, victim of a deadly uh, stabbing inside of an apartment on Euclid Avenue in Springfield last Thursday has been identified. According to the Hamden County District Attorney Spokesperson Jim Lydon, the victim has been identified as 49-year-old Daniel Medina of Springfield. The Springfield police were called to an apartment on Euclid Avenue around 4.55 a.m. to assist in the ambulance. Inside the apartment, they located Medina with apparent stab wounds on the apartment floor. Medina died from those injuries. The victim's roommate, 63-year-old Robert Woods, was arrested for his murder. He was arraigned on Thursday and is being held without the right to bail. He's scheduled to be back in court on August 24th. Uh, a suspect of a deadly shooting in June was arraigned in Springfield District Court yesterday. The t- suspect, 23-year-old Michael Perez Cruz, has pleaded not guilty to murder charges and will be held without the right to bail. Perez Cruz was arrested Friday in connection with the June 19th murder of Sean Delgado on the 600 block of State Street in Springfield. According to the city, uh, around 5 p.m. on June 19th, officers were sent to a shot spotter activation on the 600 block of State Street. When officers arrived, they found an adult gunshot victim that was later identified as Sean Delgado, who died from his injuries at Bay State Medical Center. The Springfield Firearms Investigation Unit originally arrested Perez Cruz on firearms and drug charges on Friday and then later charged him with murder. This is being investigated by the Springfield Homicide Unit in conjunction with the Hamden DA's unit, uh, DA's murder unit. Members of the uh, Firearms Investigation Unit arrested Perez Cruz back in 2022 on June 15th on firearms charges. He was also arrested for illegally riding a dirt bike in the city along with drug charges two months ago. Hmm. At the time of his arrest, Perez Cruz was out on bail. He was uh, among the 11 people arrested in a big crime crackdown late last week by Springfield police. You know, if he had just not been on the street... He might have well, yeah, uh, not done what he had done. Yeah, that's uh, a bunch of what ifs, Steve. But he was in the street. Yeah, people should be people should feel uh, comfortable on the street. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd, we'd all, all have, have a, a merry, merry Christmas. Christmas. That was my uh, that was my uh, high school football coach used to say that. Dandy Don Meredith used to say that on Monday Night Football every night. Maybe that's where he got it. Probably, from. probably he, so. He pro- well, because I kept he was also the biology teacher. Yes. That was a, that was a weird combo. The biology teacher is also your football coach. Uh, our football coach was a math teacher. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, they, they had to do something to keep themselves fun. Yes. All that science and math. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know where because uh, you know, normally uh, you think of like a like a football coach would be like your your gym teacher. You know, like physical education. You know, like that guy coaches the football team. Right. Doesn't always happen that way. No. 
But in my high school, it was the math teacher. Now, the baseball coach, this is interesting, uh, was also a teacher. But he was also an a-hole. So, uh, and I had that guy for many classes, and he did not like me at all. What a, I never understood that adults not liking students. I mean, I get. I mean, I get. That there's <clears throat> ones that are, uh, you know, the, the kids who are uh, little jerks. I guess. Yeah. But you weren't a little jerk, were you? Well, you know, I had this. Uh, you know, I don't know how this built, but you know, my reputation was is that I may have been a little bit of a class clown. Um, and, uh, he probably heard that before I, I sat in his class. Now he would teach English. Okay. And, uh, I would go to his class. I wouldn't cause any problems. I'd sit there quietly, but because of this reputation I had, mm-hmm. he assumed that I wasn't just a class clown. I was a troublemaker, which I was not a troublemaker. If I, if I had, if I found a place to drop a good line, you know, yeah. good joke somewhere, I would do it. Not in a malicious way. But just to bust up the room, I would never do that in his room. But yet he treated me like I was, like, and there were plenty of other kids in that class that would cause him major problems and like smoking dope in the class, and he would blame me for that. Like, go ahead, try to find any of that stuff on me. Go ahead, do it. Yeah, do it. He blamed me for everything. Well, you do look like a blamable person. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, could, I mean, I can blame a lot of stuff on you that's not even your fault, and yeah, people that's... would believe me because they're like, yeah, you know what? He will look like he would do some shady stuff like Trust that. Trust me, Steve. I'm on the up and up. <laughs> the up and up. I've always been on the up and up. I've been on the uppermost of the uppermost. How's that cockfighting business you got going on in your uh, backyard? Well, it's been pretty lucrative, to yeah. be quite honest with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> little little Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, well, you know, I have to, I have yeah. to run those... Uh, run those things so I can also do my human trafficking business on the side, my side hustle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's the, what's, the, what's the price on a human being these days? Oh, it's, you know, it's pretty reasonable, but I've also got coupons in, uh, coupons in the mail this week. You do your Groupons for human trafficking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Groupon even a thing anymore? It's a good question. I don't even know. I was looking through my, uh, my Facebook memories, and it was like uh, I remember getting an email. And, of course, Groupon would base, you know uh, – what they were showing you versus based on your history of what you purchased. Right. And they would track your cookies on your computer. So, like, one time I got an ad for, like, baby formula, and then right below it was, like, uh, like sex toys. Like, it was <laughs> it was just this odd mix of, of things in there. And sure. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, if they uh, know you're taking care of your baby, they know you likes to have lots of sex. That's why they <laughs> put the sex toy ad in there as well. Groupon is still a thing. Yeah, that is. I I haven't seen anybody try to present a Groupon anywhere in years, but yeah, it's still a thing. Uh, State Springfield and Chicopee police officers arrested a person in the area of Liberty Street on Monday afternoon. A video was taken by one of uh, the Western Mass news producers during the search of the car around 2:45 p.m. of the active scene. According to the Chicopee Police Department, police tried to make a traffic stop in Chicopee for a motor vehicle violation. But the driver refused to stop. When the vehicle entered Springfield, an officer went to the Springfield Plaza to turn around and observe the car crash. The uh, off- the driver then ran away on foot, and the officer was able to apprehend the individual. Later, officials arrested the driver and searched the vehicle where they found narcotics. As of right now, a name has not been released, and the exact charges the driver faces is unknown. Narcotics? Narcotics. In a car. It's just been pulled over by police. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, just... Over one month after police announced their efforts to crack down on crime in one area of Springfield, there's expanded services underway to get guns off the streets to help and help others behind bars. 
The task force was set up after a deadly month of June, which included four fatal shootings. While officials said July was a massive improvement, there's still work to be done. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom said, you want to knock down gun violence in America, in urban America? You keep these repeat criminal offenders off the streets. He's 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 very right about that. Yeah, but where he's kind of not is that it ain't the judges that are going to do it. It's going to be the legislation that changes the laws about sentencing and about bail. So you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. You know, you got to get the you got to get some established constituency amongst your state reps and senators and have them go at it. I, like what's the uh, what is like is is can do the jails get overpopulated? Like what's the capacity of the jails? Cuz that's like one of the things you got to you got to think about. You know, if well, if you're at full capacity and you really can't take any more people, then I'll you know, I I don't know this for sure, I, and and maybe the sheriff could explain this in, in in greater detail. But my understanding is it's not been at capacity for a while, which is one of the reasons why they've been able to add like you know your beds for uh, recovery at at the jail. Yeah, like they've you know, they've now got the the staffing and the ability to do that. But it, no, it has not been jammed. You know, we should uh, we should probably talk to to Nick Kochi sometime soon. Anyway. Well, he's got that uh, that barbecue that coming up barbecue. too. What? He, it's not like he's cooking the food. No, but he's you know he's rubbing elbows with all the major mucky mucks in right, town. But not like leading up to the day, like uh, somebody I mean, else cooks the food. And uh, well, I'm not saying he's cooking, stuff. but he uh, he's organizing the the party, or at least telling people what to do. And you know, all the all the muckiest of muck mucks get into town, and they uh, and they spend a good afternoon, you know, cozying up to the guy. Although I could see him out on uh, on the on the you know the patio cooking with one of them aprons on, like King of the Grill or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah, can see that. It. Come on, boys, more sausages for everybody. Let's put them on the grill. Like the sheriff of sausage would yeah. be great. Oh, you got a he's got a six shooter of sausage. <laughs> He just pulls out two sausages on the side and goes, hands them out. Here we go. I like that idea. Oh, yeah, I know. And we'll have to get, bring that up. Then you got a little, like a little pump gun, like a little caulking gun that has ketchup and mustard in it. I love that idea. Yeah. It's even better. Probably uh, overdue to talk to the guy anyway. You know, I always wanted one of those. When I worked at McDonald's when I was like 16, they have the, when, to put the sauces on all the burgers. Yeah. They have, it's like a caulking gun. So it's like a, it's like a container of Big Mac sauce and you put it in this little gun and you... Each squirt is just the right amount of of uh, Big Mac sauce you yeah. want to put on a bun. Yeah, you 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 like a. Uh, you ever slather you like, your sauce over a bun before? Uh, how about with, yeah. how about using a caulk gun? You like a? Uh, you... Oh, I love caulking. I love caulking the crack. <laughs> yeah. you, you want to make sure you you do it right in the bun. Uh, on Monday afternoon, uh, Mayor Dom Dom stood beside his working group of community leaders coming together to limit gun violence in the city. Every young person in this uh, is one caring adult away from a success story. Oh, no, he didn't say that. That was Jackie Rivera from the uh, director of the Southland Community Center. I say I tried to make it look like he was saying that. But he didn't. He didn't. After four deadly shootings in the month of June and the establishment of the Firearms Investigation Unit, officials announced that all year that there was a record low number of shooting arrests in July. In fact, of the 203 illegally possessed firearms as of July 29th, nearly 100 were seized by the Firearms Investigation Unit. The latest thing was in the area of 41 through 49 School Street, where 11 people were arrested, 10 of them for trespassing onto Springfield Gardens property. 
Beautiful place, by the way. Oh, it's really breathtaking. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get your security deposit back if there's a bullet hole in the door, though. Unless you can prove that the bullet hole was there before you moved in. True. Yeah, that's the only way to uh, to prove it that it wasn't uh, it wasn't your bullet, it wasn't your gun. We did one of those uh, work releases years ago at the uh, the Brian Baru Club in Holyoke. Sure. And uh, one of the patrons was so nice to show me. Oh yeah, this is where this building got shot the other day. <laughs> it was like a hole right through the door. Oh, I feel perfectly safe here. Thank well, you so much. I mean, listen, they can't shoot everybody. Yeah. How about a T-shirt? With a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. You think like gang members driving by were like, uh, you know, can you throw me a T-shirt? <laughs> I want one of those Bax and Nagel ones. Yeah. Can you, th- can you throw me? Oh, no, the Wacky 102. I like the vintage ones. <laughs> Either you, throw th- you just throw the shirt as they're driving by. Uh, 45-year-old uh, Sakella Coles was the director of parking enforcement for a town in Pennsylvania until she was caught stealing from parking meters. Really? Yeah, she would have employees turn in all the coins they got from the meters, and another worker would convert them into cash, which she'd keep in her desk. Then at least a portion of it would be used as her own petty cash. She then used the money to cover the cost of food, birthday cakes, office parties, and restaurant trips for her, for her and her staff. She's also accused of voiding parking tickets for many of her family members. Well, I would do that, too. Who wouldn't do that? Right. That's kind of dumb to mention that because... I mean, is that really uh, like nepotism by, you know, taking care of their parking validation? I I wouldn't think so. But how many people, uh, you know, have ever, like, oh, I know a cop. Let me see if I can get this ticket taken care of. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, depending on how well you know the cop or what you did. Yeah. But take advantage of that. You don't have to follow all the rules. If you have certain privileges in your life that you have access to, I totally say go for it. As right. long as you it's not like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stop you there because I because that's fine if you're dealing with the cops. But I know plenty of people that know you and know me and are constantly asking for T shirts and concert tickets, like or I'm a walking ticket master. Well, I can't do you any favors with that kind of stuff. Not for me to give away. No, but if you had the ability to do something, sure, you might do it for a family member for for a cost. Yeah, for a cost, you're, you're charging your. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe not. It doesn't have to be a monetary exchange. It could be okay. I will get you. Uh, <clears throat> I will get you concert tickets, but I need you to grout my tub. Yeah, this is the weird part. The investigation reportedly took months, and she's been charged with theft and receiving stolen property, among other things. Officials say she stole more than $4,300, but about 2000 of it has been returned. That's not even a take. You no. think about the price of, infl- you know, the, the rate of inflation and how much things have gone up. 4300 bucks uh, today was that, like a criminal's 2000 20 years ago. That barely uh, you know, covers their cost of living increase. Yeah. But, like, how much are you really going to get from a parking meter? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, think I mean, about it. If you're stealing something, $4,300 is not really a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. Well, now, I mean, there's a lot of uh, parking meters that, you know, are paid for through an by app, app or yeah. by credit cards. Right. You're not going to get anything out of, uh, you need to get loose change, big deal. Man. You're not going very far with that. It's not even worth going to jail for, for 4300 bucks. I'd almost be embarrassed to go to jail for that kind of thing. Uh, well, you know, everybody, yeah, you go in there and you, you're with a bunch of people. What'd you do? Oh, I, uh, I embezzled... Uh, 
$6 million from yeah. my employer. I, you, I killed a man to watch him die. What would you do? I took $4,300 in quarters from the parking meter. <laughs> well, back up. This guy's crazy. Yeah. I know how to roll a roll of quarters like that. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be really nice. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 78. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's classic rock. It's 654. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. You remember back a, a while ago, we were doing this uh, this news story about uh, the superintendent of school uh, hiring process in the town of East Hampton? Yes, yes, where uh, somebody got offended by the term ladies. Yes, well, you know, and you can understand that. It's a microaggression. It sexualizes, uh, you know, women in a way that uh, is neither appropriate. And it will not be tolerated will, by the East Hampton School Committee. That's absolutely correct. Someone uh, brought to uh, my attention uh, that uh, in light of this, you know, with East Hampton being so enlightened yeah. by... Uh, sexuality and uh, what is uh, 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 aggressive uh, speech. Uh, I uh, I want to let everybody know that uh, on August 28th at the Pulaski Club, uh, 79 Maple Street in East Hampton, uh, people will be able to enjoy uh, the Shades of Grey all-male dance review show yeah. coming to East Hampton. Hell yeah! Because nothing says microaggression than seeing a bunch of dudes all oiled up with muscles and tattoos and shaking their bits and pieces all over the place. Bring on the chills of chest and hang out with your wing out, because it's party time at Ehamp. You know, as a man, I could take this as a microaggression that somehow that uh, you know men are unfairly sexualized in a way that uh, yeah. diminishes their, you know who they are deep inside. You know, these dancers have feelings. More like East Humpton. Oh, I see what you Ooh, did there, yeah, Steve. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Shades of Men Ladies Night Out is the actual name of the show, and it's uh, been added to the East Hampton uh, Town group page on Facebook. No. So if you're worried about uh, microaggressing ladies, well, this might not be the night for you. You know, the funny thing, I mean, obviously the town of East Hampton isn't throwing this. This is a private event that was, rent, you know, they're renting out the uh, Pulaski Club. Matter of fact, we talked about the uh, little person wrestling that they had there not too long ago, and I have pictures of that. Sure. You know, the little, somebody had sent me pictures who uh, went to the little person wrestling show, which looked very fun, by the way. I it's always to see fun. little people uh, wrestling each other. Yes. Oh, look at his little legs. You know, uh, but these are these are events sanctioned by other people. Of course. It's just ironic that it happens in a town that has this controversy, this ongoing controversy Listen, uh, going on. This is what I would like to see. Yeah. I would like to see this show go off without a without a hitch. And I would like uh there to be packed with a large audience at the Pulaski Club in East Hampton on August 28th from mm-hmm. 8 until 10. I would love to see that happen. But I would also like to see Members of the East Hampton School Committee and the mayor show up to this uh, to this show. To yeah. me, that would say, you know what? We're ready to let bygones be bygones. And here's my sweaty $1 bills. So that guy's G-string. I don't think uh, any of the people on the East Hampton School Committee have any interest in watching uh, Panty Hamster get 
battered so bad it looks like a gutted trout. Steve, it's the shade of gray. All male dance what, review. What They're... kind of shade is that? <laughs> Listen, some of those guys can cast a long, long shade. Oh, I'm sure they can. I'm sure they a can. A long bit of shadow. Mm-hmm. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if I were even remotely athletic and somebody told me, despite all my rigorous and disciplined training, that I posed a higher-than-normal risk of a heart attack or that I might have had one already, then I would strongly consider other professions to occupy my time. Last week, you may recall hearing a story about 18-year-old Bronny James of USC, the son of LeBron James, who suffered a minor heart attack while at basketball practice. Well, Bronny James isn't the only athlete out there with heart issues. Far from it. Yesterday, Denver Broncos wide receiver K.J. Hamler threw his medical privacy to the wind and announced on Instagram that he would be taking a medical leave of absence after being diagnosed with a minor heart condition. Hamler announced that he will undergo treatment for uh, pericarditis, which, according to my extensive medical research, is a complex swelling and irritation of the thin, skin-like uh, skin that surrounds the heart, often caused by a viral infection. While that's not good, I should point out that not everybody who has a heart condition is unable to fully recover and resume their grueling athletic activities. For example, there's DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. You might recall Hamlin suffering a heart attack on the field last January on Monday Night Football against the Bengals. Yesterday, DeMar Hamlin had his first practice with the Bills while in full pads. That's the first time he's done that since the heart attack. Inspirational? Sure. But if it were me and my team physician alerted me to a potential heart condition, I'd be clearing out my locker faster than you can tell me that I haven't yet reached my deductible. Look, I've got enough cardiac dysfunction without being a professional or college-level athlete. Add physical exertion on top of that, and I run the risk of having some real problems. The question is, are these high-volume heart attacks totally unrelated situations, or does this seem like a very odd cluster of myocardial infarctions? Not to spread rumors here, but there just hasn't been this much of an epic medical crisis in sports since staph infections, crotch rot, and unwanted pregnancies. And I'd like to get to the bottom of all that stuff. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The paint and stains come in cans, but know-how and service come in person. That's why you go to Rocky's for paints and stains. Good people paint people. And rock solid service in the paint department at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock. There's all kinds of late summertime scams we're going to get to the bottom of. Yes, uh, and speaking of scams, we, yeah. could, we could be getting bamboozled by our own government, which wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be, the, and it won't be the last time either. Uh, I'm really, really intrigued by this whole UFO thing. Oh, I mean, and I, and I, who been, isn't? I've been saying it uh, for years. Like we're gonna, th- 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 this is gonna come to a head, and and we're gonna find out all this stuff, and then uh, and then we're gonna have that as some sort of crisis 
while uh, something else is going on, a financial collapse or whatever. Uh, it's, you know, that's that's yeah. the way the news cycle works. Yeah. You look at that shiny thing until a new shiny thing comes around. You're no longer focused on the shiny thing. Yeah. Three uh, former military officials told Congress last week that they believe the government knows much more about UFOs than it is telling the public. A House Oversight Committee held a hearing on UFOs, officially known as the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAPs. UAP2. And, uh, oh, this is the Star Trek theme. Yeah. I didn't know what this was. What do you mean? You didn't know. It should be obvious. We're talking about outer space. I never really got into this show. What? I watched a couple of the movies, maybe a couple of the episodes. Oh, the dude, I, and... I watched every single last one of them. Anyway, they heard mystifying testimony about the unexplained object sightings and government possession of non-human biological matter. Uh, lawmakers on the committee, baffled by some of the testimony, repeatedly noted that the UAP sightings are an issue of bipartisan concern and raise national security questions. Separately, some accused the federal government of endeavoring to conceal key UFO-related information from the public, though they did not provide evidence to support those allegations. The, the thing that really struck me was... Are we the only country dealing with this? Why, well, why are there no... I mean, there has to be other locations throughout the world that have had... Uh, and, they, and there has been. I mean, how many shows have you watched where people have accounts of seeing UFOs and they're in Siberia or they're in uh, somewhere on the content, continent well, of Africa? I think a couple of things are going on here. First of all, I think that uh, human beings are pretty much kind of wired the same in some mm -hmm. regards. Like, yeah. for example, a few years ago, if a guy who uh, was a pilot told you, hey, you know what I've seen? UFOs and a lot of them. <laughs> Most people would think the guy's a raving idiot, right? They think yeah. the guy's out of his mind. He's crazy. Well, I can't believe that that's not the same attitude that other countries have about the same kinds of reports. I've seen a UFO, lots of yeah. them. No, you haven't, and no one believes them. And so my guess is, even if other countries have been reporting on these things, yeah. Americans are the same thing as like it, particular individuals. Somebody else claims to have seen it. We're not going to believe it unless we've seen it. It's just, you know, we don't want to, while we're all intrigued by it, we don't want to actually believe real <laughs> reports on these things. Unless you're in a situation like what you had last week with these hearings, where it was hard to listen to these things and say, yeah, I think they're lying. It really sounded awful plausible to me. That's what I'm saying. And uh, it makes you wonder, like, who is it? Who's out there? Are they trying to kill us? Because you think they would have done that by now. Uh, yeah, I would, I would think that would have. Well, I mean... There are, there are a number of people that have claimed to have been <clears throat> violated by well, you know, certain extraterrestrials. I, I was telling you about that one a few weeks ago, the, the Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode about the Great Barrington uh, alien abduction thing. Yeah. They have, there's like a monument out there, which I really want to go see. I think I might do that next weekend because uh, I like going out to the middle of nowhere and to see things that are very to unimpressive see, to seeing a rock that says <laughs> hey an alien might have landed here once um but yeah you, you, there has been many accounts like that and and i didn't even know about that one until recently and that the happened, one in great barrington and that happened back in like the 70s yeah 
So well, you know, it's like last week when we were talking to Marty, it's like <clears throat> it's hard to imagine. I mean, you know, it it takes a particular amount of arrogance to believe that in this huge universe we're the only ones yeah. that are out there, and yet you're seeing new reports about you know the kind of technology that we've learned about by observing these spacecrafts. You know, the stuff that we would probably never have come up with on our own. Yeah. And we've probably got a lot of stuff, you know, just like that. We probably, you know, reverse engineered a bunch of stuff that made us, you know, a little bit smarter using different technologies, different materials. Yeah. All culled from these situations. We don't we don't know. And those are some of the things that were, you know, mentioned and have been mentioned uh, in, in, you know, since then. I don't yeah. know. It's, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, but I don't I, I also don't understand i've never really understood why there's such a fear in letting us know yeah that's what i'm saying what is it about what they know that they don't want to tell anybody and and i'm guessing it has to do with technology it has to do with some sort of advanced tech think about all the things that we how far we've come sure in the last 100 years even the last 50 years even the last 25 years, if you want to put it that way, things have progressed so much. Sure. When you think about what things were like, you know, from the caveman days uh, all the way up until, uh, you know, the 1800s. Right. It just seems kind of weird that the technology boomed so much like that. But, but wouldn't you think it'd be like if, okay, let's just say, for example, these things are happening all over the world. Yeah. Don't you think like the Russians or the Chinese are are discovering the same type of technology? They're all very crafty that, people. That's what I'm there. talking about. So they're like, okay, so if you've cre- if you figured out one form of technology, you got to assume that the others have too. Maybe not in the same way. Maybe they're more advanced. Maybe they're less advanced. But at least they probably likely have access to the same kind of stuff that we've been uh, thinking around with. You know, I uh, I, I kind of. Uh, thing if we haven't been attacked yet maybe we're just being used as a simulator for like you know like in that what was that movie over that tv show where they the, the whole town was uh, the dome it was called the dome. oh yeah Remember yeah they yeah were like uh, right uh, stuck inside this alien type thing yes and it was you know obviously a simulation uh that they were like we're all living in the truman them. show right right like somebody's watching us making us do things because I remember what I did when I had The Sims for the first time back in the late 90s. I right. Would, I would build a house, then put in a bathroom with no toilet, and then take the door away so the guy would suffer and uh, die in his own uh, uh, waste. That kind of cruel hostility is uh, interesting to me. I had a lot of demons going Yeah. On. Yeah. Well, those, uh, those were the three people I killed. Well, for three or four hours, you yeah. thought you killed three people in Ohio. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything like that. But but maybe, like, when people get stuck in elevators, maybe that's like the, oh, ha, ha, yeah, well, watch this guy get stuck in an elevator. Yeah. Like, the aliens are having fun with us. Listen, you, you, this is more plausible to me than the Loch Ness Monster. This is more plausible to yeah. me than Bigfoot. I know that a lot of people believe in the Bigfoot. I believe in aliens uh, a whole lot faster than I believe in Bigfoot. Never getting caught, always evading capture. I'm not so sure I'm buying it. But aliens, little spacemen with ray guns, 
Yeah, but we don't even know. It. We don't even know uh, what they like. And you have all these pilots, you know, they're telling you, "Well, you, you know, th- these aerial phenomenons. They have videos of this, st- this stuff. Yeah, just shooting away from out of vision, out of sight. It's weird. It's just it. The whole thing is just weird. But I want to know what do you want? You know what I mean? <laughs> like again, I'm the kind of person that uh, you know you don't. I don't really want to be bothered. Right. Uh, I'll help you out if you if you if you need some help, but don't uh, don't be coming here knocking on my door and then not telling me what you want. What do you think they are, the Jehovahs? Well, they should be. <laughs> At least we'd get a little bit more information. You know, if an alien left a pamphlet on my door, I'd be like, <laughs> "All right, well, these people are nuts." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would think that uh, you know, wouldn't it be interesting? You found out that these. These uh, these terrestrial uh, biologics are coming to like the United States mm-hmm. to vacation. Like they come out here just to get away from it all. Yeah, like they uh, you know go to Hampton Beach. Yeah, you're, you're probably sure you see yeah. a lot of aliens walking or, or, around. Or, there. Or they got a, like a cabin on the Cape. Yeah, you know, they got they got a little uh, little place that they stay uh, like in uh, you know I don't know Wellfleet Yarmouth. They stay right. in Yarmouth. Yarmouth. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They went from Athol to Yarmouth. Of course. You know, that's, how, that's where their uh, cross-country summer vacation, or cross-state uh, summer vacation. Unfortunately, was. this time of year, the uh, the Camelot Inn is uh, usually full. Yeah. What was the other town that I saw the other day? Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but I'll, I'll have to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Well, but anyway, anyway. But, but as far as the aliens go, you know, uh, at least do something. Show us some tricks. Show us some, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. There's, there's got to be there's got to be some things that they do that we can't. Yeah, you know, mind control stuff. Uh, well, maybe mean, they pinch they pinch you on the neck and you you, you collapse. The, or, uh, do, or they do that Vulcan uh, that Vulcan mind probe trick that yeah. uh, Mr. Spock used to do. Just hold hold you by the temple until they they, they figure out all your thoughts. The uh, oh, I like that. Well, love to learn how to do that. Uh, it, these aerial phenomenons that you know the the thing that just float in the air and then they fly away. Kind of reminds me of the remember the uh, flight of the navigator movie from Disney. Yeah, back in the back in the eighties. Sure, that that was one of those things where it was this mystery ship and that would just take off and travel at uh, light speeds and things like that. Hmm, I'd tell you what, I'd be I'd be interested to find out what, what what's really going on here. But then, then a part of me was like, I still gotta go to work every day. I still, you know, like it does, your life isn't gonna change because there's other people out there. No, of course it's not. But at least it'd be interesting to find out what's going on. Yeah, you know, we're just one small little planet in this you know, enormous universe. It's just always expanding. Let's nice, nice know what some of the other neighborhoods are like. we got to find that song. Just remember that you're standing on a planet. Well, that's evolving yeah, 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 into thunder miles an hour. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, good times. Instead, I got this one instead. <laughs> Phenomena. 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 Well, you went a completely different direction. Than I well, I know. I just, I, yeah. I, I, I had access to that. Yeah. Well, ta-da. 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Opportunity employer. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Thursday, August 10th, 
The Patriots kick off their preseason with a tune-up against Houston. The live uh, pregame show begins at 4 with kickoff scheduled for 7 o'clock. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots are playing here on Rock 102. Sweet. Yes. We're good to have football season back. Uh, Football. Oh, my God. It's already August 1st. I can't believe I know, that. I know. I was just, uh, you know, this morning I'm looking at the uh, calendar and I'm like, well, we're already in August. And I uh, I cannot wait until my next vacation, <laughs> which is two weeks from now. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going on a, a little bit of a break uh, Thursday, Friday, Monday. Going so. on a little excursion, are you? Yeah, we're going to excursion. I haven't yeah. done enough excursion. You're going to go uh, hike the White Mountains? No, I'm not. Uh, no, that would require a little bit of effort. I might drive my car up Mount Washington. Oh, get the uh, bumper sticker and drive away. But that's about as much as the activity as I got planned. Do you think they sell those like near there so you could just say you drove up the mountain? Sure, of course. Well, you don't have to drive all the way up the mountain. Believe the gift. If I'm remembering this right, it's been a long time since uh, I've been up there. The gift shop is at the bottom of the mountain. Is it the bottom? Yeah. That they yeah, down down below. No, I'm, I didn't know if there was like uh, somebody monitoring that, saying, "No, you can't have this bumper sticker. You can't purchase this unless you actually Listen, drive up the top of the, the mountain." You could probably buy them online and not even have to go to New Hampshire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everything's available on the on the internets. I'd like to go there someday. You ever been there? Yeah, I've been up there, Mount is Washington. It, yeah. It, did you go to the weather center thing up at the top? I'm trying to. I mean, I I don't think I've been up there since I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, northern New England is beautiful. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. It's well, it's all that southern New England stuff I that's mean, so uh, problematic. Once you get out of the city area, the Western Mass is pretty nice too. Sure, we have a lot. We have a lot of nice uh, parts of this. this oh, area. without a doubt. But you know, you can't always just get away from it all. If you're if you're hanging out in Western Mass, we like to sometimes get away from it all. Well, it's just because you're used to it. You're used to seeing it all the time. You drive it every day. That's why it's like fascinating to me when I when like went out to the desert back and uh, go to Vegas, and I'm like that was the first time I've ever seen desert and you know those mountains. Sure. You know, if you live there, it would just be part of the background, and then you'd come to Massachusetts, and you're like, "Whoa, look at the Berkshires!" This oh is no, a that's absolutely place. that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I was away from, you know, Massachusetts, uh, you know, my early 20s, I didn't really have a great understanding. I was like, you know, the, the first fall yeah. I was here, like, oh, my God, this is a whole lot more beautiful than I remember in the first 18 years of my life. I feel like that when I go from Huntington to East Hampton. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a different place. <laughs> when do you check out the all-male <laughs> all exotic male dance review? And the midget show. Yeah. 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 You know what? They should do that Fifty Shades show along with the little person wrestling. That'll be like Come. the Twenty Five Shades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm half thinking. off. I get yeah, you. Half I off. see what you're doing. It's uh, just about seven thirty. News is next. A Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your seven thirty-two with Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom visited the corner of School and Temple Streets yesterday to tout the actions of city police officers who made 11 arrests in a 48-hour period in the blocks around the location while reiterating his criticism towards the court system and how it treats repeat offenders. It was the community, st- uh, it was the community stakeholders that said, uh, we need to get these two percenters, repeat violent criminals, off the streets and out of our neighborhoods. 
That message is going to continue to be sent to the court system. Uh, to some of our judges, he will continue to file bail reform uh, legislation. Sarno made his comments standing next to a pair of posters, one displaying five mugshots and second uh, showing two images of cash and handguns around 40 community leaders, which included ministers, nonprofit officials, and members of law enforcement gathered with Sarno at the press conference. On Saturday, the uh, Sarno administration announced that among the 11 individuals arrested, one was suspected of killing Sean Delgado in the shooting in June 19th. The suspect, Michael uh, Perez Cruz, was previously arrested on previous firearms charges, drug charges, and for riding a dirt bike in the city. <coughs> I guess riding a dirt bike in the city wouldn't be something you would hold somebody back on bail from. No, but if he then committed a violent crime afterwards, but if then he you would. would. But if he was already out on bail for a previous drug charge, then that would probably be considered something that you could hold somebody for because you did sure. a probation violation. Right. You know, I understand his frustration. I mean, we all kind of share the, the, you know, the same uh, frustration that he has is that, you know, you know, people getting out on bail and they're committing more crimes. And, you know, we don't use bail to hold somebody because of their likelihood to to reoffend. We just do it to ensure that they show up to court, which, you know, I'm sure somebody thinks is a really, really good idea. But then this is what winds up happening. And then you embolden these criminals to go and commit worse crimes because, there's no consequence to them. City if you're just going to get out, that is not a consequence. No, it really isn't. It's just uh, we're just having you over for a few hours, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, I mean, you're basically just going for a, a short visit. C- City Council of Lavar Click Bruce, which is a great name, by the way. Bruce? Yes. Yeah, I no, agree. Click Bruce. Click Bruce. Uh, reiterated Sarno's sentiments. Uh, I'm thankful for the recent arrest made by the Springfield Police Department. Uh, let's see if our courts and judges will back us in holding these bad actors accountable. We are not powerless. Meanwhile, defense attorney David Hoos, you got the Hoos, baby. You got the only sweetest thing in the world. <laughs> Said the idea of bail reform is very inappropriate since those critiquing the courts and judges are not present when the decisions are made. There are two sides to this, he said. You have to balance protecting the community with protecting constitutional rights. There's nothing short of an attack on the judges and their integrity, which I find outrageous. He's also right, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the judge only has so much power to, to do something. And this is, this is why I'm saying that, you know, to, to blame judges as actually barking up the wrong tree. The, the real culprit in this, uh, the ones that are going to be able to change it, are the, are the legislatures, legislators who continue to use this system. And then there hasn't been a whole lot of... Uh, desire to go and try to change it. Okay. But I think, yeah, judges are, are are restricted to how they can sentence somebody, and they are kind of held, they're rendered useless when it comes to situations like this, because it is not their decision to let somebody go. It's just that's what the law states. Uh, here's where I don't agree on, uh, with Mr. Hoos, who said members of the general public in favor of bail reform should place their attention on gun manufacturers such as Smith & Wesson, which are responsible for producing hundreds of guns a day. No. No. Well, okay. That. <sighs> why, do, why do we get into this? Why do we why do, we do this? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah go this ahead. Say what, say what you want to say. No, because it's not the gun manufacturer. Listen, stolen firearms are exactly what they are. Yeah. Stolen. 
from people who legally bought them, somebody stole that gun from somebody. That's right. So it's not the manufacturer's fault for producing something that is perfectly legal and people are able to do. I just I don't well, see that whole the argu- the argument is misplaced because there used to be a time when uh, if you committed a crime with a gun in Massachusetts, they would prosecute you and sentence you to the full letter of the law. Uh, mandatory two years in prison. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Yeah. Well, okay, that may be true, but if you still have bail used in the <laughs> same way in Massachusetts throughout the entire state, and there's no effort to change that, then it's not the gun manufacturer that's you know primarily at fault. It's the gun. It's the it's the the person who sold that person a gun. It's it's you know it's the exchange of a legal gun. It's if they stole the gun, that's a that's a you know a a, a greater crime. And yet the whole thing just doesn't. There's no streamlined thing that makes any sense. And I realize every case is different, but it ain't just Smith and Wesson that's responsible. It's not just the judges that are responsible. There's bigger things that uh, at 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 cost here and i you know i just think if we if we really are interested in uh, if we're really serious in trying to resolve this it's got to start in boston it, it, it's got to start with the uh with, with the state house at the uh press conference sarno also called on springfield gardens which owns about 50 apartments across the city to maintain its property some of the individuals arrested were found at properties managed by the company living in vacant units according to the mayor the city has taken uh, management of Springfield Gardens to court on several occasions because of alleged un, uh, unaddressed poor living conditions. You know, that's a whole other issue in itself. And it seems like no matter how many times these property companies violate <laughs> health codes and all this other stuff, they're still in business. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a whole slew of problems. It's not just guns. It's not just bail reform it's not just you know uh, living conditions it's all of it it's all of it and it needs to be kind of sorted out i agree i I don't know uh what the answer to that is but i you know to blame a a gun company is kind of irresponsible too to say it's listen there are lots of uh law-abiding citizens that have their fid cards that uh you know use guns responsibly and there's a lot of people that don't have their FID cards and have guns and don't use them responsibly. I kind of I kind of understand the argument that you know you're punishing the legal gun owner by by imposing more laws rather than uh, you know, <laughs> rather than using the laws that are already on the books that are supposed to restrict people who may be dangerous from getting back on the street and getting more guns or committing further crimes. A new mom and baby boy are doing well after the infant was successfully delivered on the side of the highway in Westboro on I-495. <laughs> on July 30th, a woman in labor and her husband were driving to the hospital on I-495 when they called for help after they realized the baby was coming faster than they could get there. The uh, dad pulled over the car near exit 107 at mile marker 106.7. Oh, that's a great radio station. Out it there. is, yes. Uh, uh, Purcell said, and, uh, and they called 911 at 6 p.m. and quickly explain the situation to dispatchers. With an ambulance, paramedics, and firefighters on the way, the dispatchers walked the couple through almost the entire delivery process as they were parked on the side of the highway. Six minutes. It took six minutes for that kid to be born. Was this a uh, 
first time first baby for this uh, this this uh, this mother i'm not sure uh, the first responders arrived to help the mom finish her delivery just in time the baby boy was born at 606 p.m. 5 5 minutes after the dad had made the emergency call both the mom and uh, baby were doing well after the birth, and a new family was brought into an ambulance and taken to St. Vincent's Hospital in Worcester. All firefighters in Massachusetts are EMT trained, Purcell said, and the chief added that the majority of people who responded to the birth in person were EMTs and paramedics from Westboro. Now, I uh, yeah, I, I don't know what part of Westboro uh, that is, uh, where 495 cuts through it. I'm sure I've been through it. But uh, you know, my uh, question to you is, does birthing a baby – on the side of a major interstate highway, still compel you to uh, to do the move over law. You got to get over. You got to get over a lane. I think it's called the slow down and pull out law. Maybe, maybe that's Listen, true. Do you want this to happen to you? Slow down and pull out. <laughs> well, maybe they should have thought about that before they got pregnant. Yeah, it's the coitus interruptus law. <laughs> We're gonna need yeah. some extra cones, and, and then uh, and then when you're done uh, delivering the baby, does like the the highway guys come by with the speedy dry to clean up the afterbirth? <laughs> oh Jesus! They're like, oh man, look at that on a what 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 is that? A raccoon? <laughs> no, that's Billy. Oh, stop! Oh God! Well, it's that's it's awful. a it's it's a natural th- phenomenon. Of course, but not on the, the, not the side of a highway. Well, on a on the side of a highway. <laughs> Listen, if it happened in Holyoke where that beaver was, that afterbirth would have been sitting there for months until somebody scraped it off the road. Well, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put some speedy dry down. Yeah. Hey, uh, Vince, you got something to put down and soak this up? Yeah, get the speedy dry out of the truck there, Bob. <laughs> we'll take care of this. Imagine the DPW guys. You got to go out there with a street sweeper and a whole lot of hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, look, afterbirth. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 77 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. New office. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice day today and tomorrow, 77 for a high and uh, tomorrow, 78 for a high. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you're a fan of the Bax and Nagel show and really, who the hell isn't, uh, always check out the daily podcast. Oh, oh, I I know some. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, Always check out the daily podcast. It's posted after uh, every show. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Scott McCoy. From the Baseball Project, formerly of a band called uh, Fresh Young Fellows. Some of you may remember them, some of you may not. But in this uh, band, the Baseball Project, he plays with Peter Buck and Mike Mills of REM. And yes, it's all about baseball. It's actually a really cool interview. And uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Brought to you by Z&M Home Buyers. Check them out at uh, ZNMHomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready to rock and roll? I, sure. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> well, uh, sad day. <laughs> Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Died at the age of 70 years old yesterday. Uh, private battle with cancer he'd been having for the last six years. I used to absolutely love this show. Every Saturday morning, I'd get up and watch this thing. It was, uh, And I couldn't wait to see the talking chair and the genie. Oh, and yeah. The, 
make a like a high, make a hiney ho, you know? It oh, was, I love uh, that stuff. It was stuff. good stuff, and uh, it's, it's, it was very sad. Cowboy and, Curtis? Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. I remember, I gotta, I remember all, I gotta watch one of these episodes again. It, you know what, I mean, it, it, take a, take away that whole thing of that, uh, that movie theater in Florida. Mm-hmm. Guy's career was just unbelievably yeah. funny. I like how the chair talked like she was from Long Island. Here, this is her singing. Yeah, this is something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good time. No. Oh, hey, I just I love that song. I just want to hear it over and over again. Because <laughs> I, I know I find the the uh, that voice very grating. Do you really? Yeah, I, I, that that kind of voice. Why? Yeah, but it was the fun song for the show. Yeah, no, I, I I understand that, but I would much rather had Pee Wee sing the song than than the chair. Uh, David Letterman had Pee Wee on his original show, Late Night with David Letterman, several times. Here he is with Dave in 1985, a week before his first movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, would open. Please welcome movie star. Pee-wee Herman. Been a, been a long time. You've been away making the film? Yeah, I've been away making the film. Congratulations. I understand it turned out very nicely. You're getting uh, good reviews. You get some reviews, have you? Yeah. Yeah, I just happened to have a few of the reviews with me, Dave. All right. This is the Hollywood Reporter. That's big, you know, trade industry paper. It says... Pee-wee's Big Adventure isn't just the funniest movie of the year. It's one of the funniest movies ever! Hey, Delight, I like this movie so well that I've seen it twice. So on yeah. and Boy, that's very impressive. Yeah, that's my dad's review. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah, too bad, Pee-wee. It's awful. Pee-wee uh, a Kansas farmer took it to the next level when celebrating his 50th wedding anniversary by planting 1.2 million sunflowers in an 80-acre field for his wife. Okay. Apparently, sunflowers are her favorite. Here's Lee Wilson. Wait, what is that? Oh, that's... Uh, sorry. That was the uh, YouTube. Oh. I wasn't ready for you to now hear that. Oh, I get that. Uh, but anyway, this uh, here's this uh, douche nozzle with the... Uh, so we're celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary, August 10th, and, uh, you know, what's a guy get his gal on their 50th? And I, I put a lot of thought into it, and she always liked sunflowers, and I thought this is the year to plant sunflowers, so we planted her 80 acres of sunflowers. They didn't, they didn't have uh, her reaction to that, which I was surprised. I, I would think that would be uh, the most important part. Yeah, does she really want you to plant that many sunflowers and 80 acres of land that could I, be used for other purposes? I just wanted you to take the trash out, and you can't <laughs> even do that. You got time to plant millions of sunflowers, but not once take the trash out when you're on your way out to the field. That would explain why all your socks and underpants are on the bathroom, uh, on the bathroom floor. Oh, yeah. She's mad about something else. That's what it's really coming down to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is your uh, bucket of movie theater popcorn buttery on the top but dry on the bottom? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, sometimes that happens. Here's this TikTok idiot talking about a hack for spreading buttery goodness everywhere. You come to the movie theaters, we all face the same issue. The butter goes on the top. After eight good bites, it's over. Not true. You take a straw, you stick it on the buttery machine, you stick it in your popcorn, and you distribute it to the bottom of your popcorn. 
All right, that's assuming that you as the customer has access to the butter machine. Yeah, what I don't that think, doesn't happen in every theater. I don't think the uh, the clerk is going to comply with your request to put a straw around the nozzle of the butter mm. so you can put the butter at the bot. Why don't you just put butter in the bottom of the bucket first? Tell they, I bet you they could do that. I would like to see a situation where they actually fill the whole bucket up with butter. Now, that would be something else. I could, dip, that all, would be I could dip all kinds of things in that. That is, but that butter is a mix of something else, though. It's not just butter. It's not just melted butter. If I melted butter, it wouldn't look like that stuff that comes out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a mix of, there, there might be some, uh, maybe oil in there or something like There's that. There's probably like, some sort of, uh, greasy, some sort of oil. Greasy goodness. I don't know. I don't oh, here's know. something. Else. Here's what movie theater popcorn is actually made of mm-hmm. uh okay here we go plastics uh <laughs> probably plastics um yeah it doesn't really okay uh it does have partially hydrogenated soybean oil oh, I, l- uh, I like fully hydrogenated soybean oil there's a, a a number of uh synthetic preservatives it's not actually butter but butter flavoring it's not exactly butter yeah it's made up it's just Something synthetic. That I'd much beautiful. rather have real butter. I would too, but I don't know how good that would taste on like movie theater popcorn. The real butter. I don't know a single thing that doesn't taste better because there's more butter. You know what uh, really tastes good? Uh, we uh, we started making these years ago. It was the butter pats yeah. for your steaks, like mm-hmm. to finish off your steaks. You put like garlic like compound onion, butters. A, compound butters. That's yes. what it was. You put them in an ice cube tray. You let it sit, and then you put it on the butter, put it on the steak like the last five minutes before it's done. Best way Absolutely to do it. Absolutely delicious. Unbelievable. Well, I'm really glad we had this conversation. I have no idea. Uh, and that is now here. This it is 7:57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Remember back in the olden days when steroids were all the rage? Boy, I should do. I remember a time that if you were a professional athlete and you weren't on the sauce, ones that shrink your testicles and fill every crack of your body with synthetic testosterone, then you just weren't being a team player. In fact. You are probably shunned and castigated for not enjoying the fits of rage, the fatty tumors around your kidneys and liver, as well as any of the angry zits that would make Dr. Pimple Popper charge you double. Well, here we are in 2023, and you still have professional athletes unable to pass a simple urine test. Yesterday, Cowboys running back Ronald Jones is suspended for two regular season games for violating the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. Now, to be fair... Nobody's really cited what he tested positive for. Could be steroids, it could be something else. Either way, I'm pretty sure that Ronald Jones has seen the list of what he's not supposed to take and took it anyway. That is a clear violation of league policy, and so he'll miss the first two games of the regular season. Of course, he'll be able to participate in all preseason activities, but you can forget about seeing him on the field until at least week three. Now, here's where this story might affect some of you. The suspension of Ronald Jones puts the Cowboys where they're suddenly looking very thin at running back. Oddly enough, 
This is the same team that waived Ezekiel Elliott back in March for salary cap reasons. And Ezekiel Elliott is the same guy that was in Foxborough over the weekend, meeting the staff, walking around the building, and chowing down with Mac Jones at a place that charges 198 bucks for a six-ounce steak. Is losing Ronald Jones for two weeks enough to make the Cowboys rethink their position and try to re-sign Elliott and away from the New England Patriots? I don't know. But if that deal falls through because Ronald Jones can't pass a urine test, then that might just be the last time you see Ezekiel Elliott in Foxborough ordering overpriced steaks and Robert Kraft's dime. But hey, the my Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Craftsman Allen Wrench set, seven bucks. A Stanley 25-foot tape measure, seven bucks. It's a seven-buck tool sale at Rocky's. Stanley Irwin Craftsman Hand Tools, seven bucks. Get to Rocky's Ace Hardware and, 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 and uh, up your hand tool game at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high is 78. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I really like keeping attorney Steve Weissman on hold while we're playing songs like that because I know he's playing air drums along with Rush. I'm sure he's doing it. <laughs> and he's on the phone this right now from Scamicide.com. It's uh, Steve Weissman. How you doing, Steve? Okay, did you hack into my webcam? Is that yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> I'm running scams of the Weissman household all the time. Oh, my God. So that's where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, one, one of the things you, you sent along, and Bax and I were just kind of talking about this off the air, car wrap scams. Yeah. That's a that's like now we we've always said I would be too embarrassed to be driving around with something with a with a big name on it, uh, and ha, and how and how, imagine <laughs> imagine some of the products which we probably couldn't discuss on the air. Would you want that wrapped around your car? No, right, absolutely no. not. But uh, tell us about these. So these scammers, they're poses companies who say they're going to wrap your car, but there's no delivery of any kind of advertising, is there? Yeah, you know we've all we've all seen these cars with they they're a decal on the car, and uh, this like the best of scams. There is a legitimate element to it, and so the car wrapping is actually legitimate advertising. The people get uh, about a hundred dollars a month uh, for for doing this. So what happens is the scammers pick up on this. They uh, contact people generally through social media or emails or text messages, and they say, "Okay, uh, you know, we're going to uh, hire you to to wrap your car with this." And a lot of people jump in, and then they get a, a check a bank check, a certified check, and uh, they say, okay, deposit this, but you need to send uh, a portion of this money to this company that they tell you to who's going to perform the car wrapping. Well, of course, the check is counterfeit, and where this really comes in, I remember talking to a scam victim once who thought he was being careful. He waited a few days, checked with his bank. He said, has the check cleared? And they said, yes, it had, or at least that's what he thought they said. When you deposit a check, within three to five days, uh, the law says that you have to get provisional credit. But prov- the, the term provisional is the key word there. It means temporary until it fully clears. If it doesn't clear, like the counterfeit check, the money is taken out of your account. And so what the, the scammers do, and they use this overpayment check for a lot of different scams, is 
they send you that check, you deposit it, you wire money out of your account, but that money is gone. You don't get that money back. So that's where the, the scammers come in. If anyone ever does get contacted by, you know, one of these car wrapping companies, you really need to just check them out. And they don't go looking for you, and they don't go advertise on social media either. You know, one of the things that we've, we've talked about forever, and again, this is Steve Weissman from uh, scamicide.com, one of the, uh, the, the email scam of the day for uh, for this morning uh and we, we see this all the time is you know you know emails are getting scammed and hacked all the time and as 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 diligent as you think you are you're never quite diligent enough but the reality is it's going to happen at some point and when it does yeah. what should people be doing with their email if in fact it gets hacked yeah it, it is a pain in the neck and it can happen one of the most simple ways that it's done is uh, someone just gets the answer to your security question. Because, you know, if you, you forget your, your password, all you have to do is answer your security question. And unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, pick security questions like what was your mother's maiden name, and these things are, are relatively easy uh, to find out by a hacker. So one of the things you're going to do is you're going to change your security question. And you're going to use a nonsensical answer. So what is your, uh, uh, what's your favorite color? Seven. Something that's so ridiculous, <laughs> you'll remember it, but no one is ever going to get it. So you need to report the hacking to your email provider. You need to, unfortunately, contact everyone on your contact list to know that, they, uh, that you've been hacked. Because one of the most common ones we're seeing with this is, you get an email from a friend, you know, I'm, I'm at so-and-so, I need to send some gift cards to this person right away, but I, I can't, uh, you know, I don't have access to my credit card, or there's some kind of problem, will you do this for me? And, of course, it's, it's all a scam, but they've managed to uh, get at the, uh, your friend's email. So you want to contact people to let them know that you've been hacked. You want to scan your computer with your uh, anti-malware program and security software. Look at the settings on your email and make sure it's not being forwarded somewhere. Change your password. Get dual-factor authentication, which isn't as much of a pain in the neck as you might think, because it doesn't mean that you're going to get a, uh, you know, a, a code sent to your phone every time you go on. It's when you go to a different device. So I have the dual-factor, uh, for instance, on my, my banking. I do it all you know, from my home computer or my phone. So that's fine. I don't have to use it. If I'm ever using someone else's computer then I will need to use the dual factor. So you want to change your security question, report it to, to your email provider, let everyone know, change that password, and not be a password that you use in other places. You know, uh, Steve, interesting thing you said about the two-factor authentication. Uh, how do you say it? How do you say that word? Authentication. 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 <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that thing uh, where you have to put your password in twice. Um, some. What's that again? Yes. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> The, I, like my mortgage company transferred the loan to a new mortgage company. Like they changed mortgage companies. Yep, and things. The new, a lot. The new mortgage company. Now the old mortgage company was like, you know, you couldn't you you couldn't log into that account without me doing several extra steps. It was more like four factor uh, authentication, wow. and it was pretty. Yep. I felt pretty safe with that because you're really verified. Because I I opted in for that that kind of thing. Yep. But the new company doesn't offer any 
which is weird. I thought that was very <laughs> strange that they don't offer that kind of protection for that. And you would think you, you know, would. Here, yeah, here's, here's where the lawyer mind comes in, because you referred to it as weird, and I agree. Uh, but I, my mind immediately goes to they're opening themselves up to uh, class actions, because we're starting to see class actions of uh, of people who have been victims of data breaches because the uh, the companies with which they deal are not providing proper security and the SEC and the FTC are both uh, looking towards holding companies responsible and quite frankly um, to me that is gross negligent on any company particularly one uh, dealing with financial matters uh, not to have dual or multi-factor authentication so yeah, I I got to admit, weird. I I am shocked by that. I mean, they, they really are opening themselves up to liability. You know, uh, Steve, we've we've <laughs> talked about these kinds of scams before, and it, but you know, on the website, you you uh, you posted something where it makes your head spin. That the Federal Trade Commission consumers lost two hundred thirty three million dollars to gift card scams just last year, and they're only getting worse. Explain how how that is is happening, and how are we unable to clamp down on on this particular scam? Well, we can. You know, here I I don't want to be judgmental, but George Carlin once said, "Think of how stupid the average person is, and then remember that half the people are stupider than that." And <laughs> it, it, anyone. Anyone can be scammed, uh, absolutely anyone. The person who tells me they can't be scammed, oh, boy, yeah. I know they're just uh, they're fooling themselves. But the thing is, scammers loved gift cards and wiring money, and they like these because once that's gone, it's gone. If someone uh, manages to, if, if they're trying to get your, your credit card number, uh, there's a chance that the, uh, the transaction can be canceled. But wiring money, anonymous. Uh, gift cards, anonymous, and they don't even need the gift card. All they need is the number. So they say, you know, go get, go get a gift card um, and send me the numbers. Boom. That's enough for them to translate that uh, into money. And here's where, unfortunately, George Carlin's right. The IRS actually has posted on their website, we will not ask you for payment by gift cards. Companies, <laughs> legitimate companies, don't ask for gift card payments. Anyone that asks for a payment through a gift card is a scammer. And quite frankly, you know, any time uh, that the uh, the issue of someone asking for a gift card comes up, the first thing you've got to think of is scam. That's when you really got to be even more skeptical. And of course, there, there's also besides the fact of people buying gift cards and using them to pay for scams, the the scammers will go into stores where the gift cards are on the racks and uh, they will actually take the gift card out they'll uh, scratch the uh, the number off of the back and a lot of people don't know on most gift cards that you have to scratch a uh, to see a number and then they put it back in and then they just wait until money is put on that card and then they empty it because they've got the numbers from the card so uh, oh, gift cards. Thanks for the idea, Steve. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a pretty good plan. And I'm not, you know, this is like when my students in white collar crime, where one of them once asked me, "It sounds like I really couldn't get caught if I did this." Yeah. At which point we have to have a discussion yeah. about um, <laughs> tipping the professor. Oh, right. 
You know, I just paid that new mortgage company with $1,500 worth of iTunes gift cards. I, <laughs> you're telling me they're not on the up and up? <laughs> of course they are. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, when you get one, it's the IRS or it's uh, the Department of Justice. And uh, someone is using your social security uh, number down on the border to smuggle in drugs. Uh, we need you to pay us gift cards in order to make this go away. Uh, that's when maybe the Darwin Awards come into play. Well, well, let me ask you this, because, I mean, related to that kind of, you know, you know mindset, you know, you can pay with, with gift cards. Yeah. You know, you've also had, you know, cryptocurrency get knocked off its perch, too. And people have been you know, scamming people into buying cryptocurrency that they don't understand or using cryptocurrency uh, uh, currency to pay for for things. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, it's a it's a form of of currency that not everybody fully engages or understands so i mean would you suggest that people automatically discount that kind of stuff if if that's the way to do business with an app a business or or, or whatever it may be and they're asking for cryptocurrency you might want to stay away from it yeah you know the thing is with that one there are legitimate companies that uh, that do use cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency uh, is the perfect scam vehicle. It's complicated. People, a lot of people don't understand the blockchain or how it works or how to protect the security of their uh, crypto wallet and all. Uh, and it is largely anonymous. Now, the, uh, the FBI has done a pretty good job lately in putting in new regulations where they've actually been able to recover some cryptocurrency amounts. But yeah, I'm always skeptical. But here's the best one when you talk about cryptocurrency scams right now. AI. Everybody mm, is uh, mm -hmm. concerned and thinking AI can do absolutely everything. So there are these YouTube videos uh, where this expert comes on and shows you how he is using AI to make investment decisions in cryptocurrency. So we're already getting really doubly complicated. And you just send them money, you invest, and they guarantee you some huge return. I think the guy's name was Ponzi. But in any event... <laughs> <laughs> the best part of this is, to no one's shock, it, it was a scam. And people who paid this money to this YouTube expert uh, were losing all of their money. However, the part that I, I kind of liked was, there was no YouTube expert. It was an AI-created person. There was no real person there. Oh, it was just created by the scammer, so you're being scammed. I hate to quote Bernie Madoff, but Bernie Madoff actually had the gall, or as we say in, in Yiddish chutzpah, to blame his victims. He said, anybody that I scammed deserved it because anyone who looked into what I was doing would have known that it was impossible. And that's the thing. When it comes to investments, people are always afraid of missing out. So I'm going to jump into cryptocurrencies. I'm going to jump into AI, even though I don't understand how they work. You've got to understand what you're investing in and with whom you're investing. You can uh, check out scamaside.com to find a, 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 all kinds of scams. There's a different one every day, scam of the day, all, all kinds of stuff. Steve Weissman, great to talk to you. Stay safe, my friend. Oh, and by the way, uh, I, I, I'm running a uh, police union uh, fundraiser. If you could donate <laughs> to me, I, are, you, are, you, are you comfortable with that amount? Do you, do you ever, of course, yeah. because oh. I trust, I, and I trust you. Do you take gift cards? Oh, I do. Uh, yeah. iTunes only. But, i got to pay my mortgage next month. But in order to receive okay. the tickets, we're going to need your Social Security yeah. number. 
No problem. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Steve Weissman, it's 825. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the uh, the forecast, which he will in just a second. I wanted to address this yesterday, but we were kind of going off the air when I heard it for the first time. Um, uh, we have these, there's like this little promo running that has fun facts about Springfield. Yeah. You, uh, or uh, Fun facts about Western Massachusetts. And uh, apparently this is set up by our, our company. Our, our company uh, says, you know, they, they come in and make suggestions. They're the company. They can, they can do whatever they sure. want and say, hey, you know what? You should run uh, these little tidbits of information, uh, fun facts about your area. Stuff that no one would possibly know. But but the thing is, it's being done by somebody who doesn't even live around here. And then they send it to us, and then they tell us to air it. And then, so yesterday when I heard that promo for the first time, the the, the female voice in there says, oh, uh, here's some fun facts about Springfield. I don't even know how exactly it went. But she said something about the birthplace of Springfield, or the birthplace of Dr. Seuss being Springfield, Massachusetts. And she said, Theodore Giesel. Now, like, clearly, it's yeah. because, uh, you know, a lot of pe- I bet you if you didn't live around this area, you probably wouldn't know who Dr. Seuss was. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's true. Do you think so? I think he's not just a New England phenomenon. I think he's uh, like an internationally renowned author. Okay. You know, Theodore Geisel is kind of, kind of, no, and you know, it wouldn't take a whole lot of extra research to figure out how to pronounce his name correctly. So if you're questioning it, shouldn't be that difficult to it, figure it out. But but it, but it is pronounced Geisel, right? <clears throat> Theodore Geisel. Yeah, Theodore not, Ge- not Geisel. Geisel. It's not Vin Diesel. Or, or uh, what about the the thing that Kim Kardashian has on her all the time? Geisel sneeze. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't fill up your truck with... Uh, Geisel fuel. Yeah, right. Geisel fuel. <sighs> Uh, so then I, I brought this up to our boss yesterday and he go, and he t- explains to us that this is some corporate thing and they're sending these thing. And I said, well, wh- where's that woman from? And he goes, Des Moines. And I go, you mean Des Moines? <laughs> I bet you uh, if she uh, drove by an accident on the highway, she would notice a lot of debris laying she on the prob- ground. Probably yes. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was driving from Des, Mo- from Des Moines to say Illinois, the state of Illinois. I- I just think it's funny that like you know you get these initiatives by these get you know these uh, these corporate guys go hey we should do this <laughs> and then you put it out there and you're like what yeah. what, what yeah. is that who's Geisel who's Theodore Geisel <laughs> well you know again yeah. would have taken more than a five seconds on a, on a like a, a Google search to figure out the pronounce the pronunciation and uh, we will be back with the Bakes and Negili show. That's next, a rock, one, a rock hey, 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A beautiful world. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. Well, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Where do you want me to start? How about with to, news? You want uh, East Hampton? You want to talk about East Hampton? I do. Uh, the East Hampton City Council... Uh, Actually, almost a month after East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle vetoed a controversial ordinance passed by the city council related to crisis pregnancy centers, the city council is meeting again to discuss the ordinance. The ordinance will provide uh, protections for those seeking reproductive and gender-affirming health care services. You can read about the uh, ordinances on the link on the website. 
of the city hall. Uh, Councilor Owen Zaret, who spearheaded the ordinance, said he expects the council to override the veto. I can't speak for my colleagues. I don't think anything has changed. I don't think that the reasoning that the mayor provided in her memo is really anything that should convince anyone otherwise in terms of our prior decision. And so I would assume that we would just move ahead to override your veto. The ordinance uh, was initially passed with six councillors voting in support, one voting against it, one abstaining and one absent at the beginning of July. If nobody changes their votes or if six people vote in support of the ordinance, an override would occur. The mayor would have to, uh, then 10 days to sign it or it would be deemed approved by force. Hasn't the, uh, the city of uh, East Hampton done enough overriding of veto? Oh, I see what you, you did see what there. I did there. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm thinking of the two of us. I'm thinking you. I'll right take there, it. That I'll guy. take uh-huh. it. Yeah. Oh, sure. They don't yeah. like vetoes up there. They do not. Uh, they don't even like uh, Velveeto cheese. Who doesn't like a good thing, a big wad of Velveeto? They don't like Danny DeVito. Who doesn't like Danny DeVito? Uh, La Chapelle used her veto for the first time since being elected in 2017. Yeah, she used it again and again yeah, and again, too. She used the veto more than once. She said her main concern is whether the city should be involved with the enforcement of state laws or information in the first place. Since the veto, at least 18 reproductive and social justice equity groups have come out in unequivocal support of the override. I think that when you look at the people whose job it is to make policy and offer us direction around this topic, it's pretty clear what their thoughts and feelings are. There's no real, uh, what is this word? Vacillation? Vacillation? Vacillation. What does that mean? It's to go back and forth on something. Hmm. I just learned. You vacillate words. on like you know one side of an argument or, or another. I thought the paper was supposed to be written for people who had like a fifth grade education. They are. Yeah. Then why are we putting words like that in there that I don't even understand? I, I'm 44 years old. Don't really know, Steve. The ordinance, which took Zaret a year to draft, is based on a Sydney ordinance initially proposed in 2022 that would ban deceptive advertising in so-called crisis pregnancy centers. However, uh, going through several public hearings, Zaret withdrew the ordinance to redraft and uh, create the one later vetoed by the mayor. Deceptive advertising in a pregnancy center? I, I'd like to know the, what that's all about. What do we got to do to get you, uh, your womb, filled with this baby right here? <laughs> plenty of womb. Plenty, plenty of womb at the inn. <laughs> I don't know. It's a yeah, I know. Listen, it's a town loaded with microaggressions and uh, and vetoes. Boston police have arrested a man accused of stealing a truck with a toddler inside of it and later leaving the child on a Dorchester sidewalk. That doesn't sound unsafe. No, Dorchester, perfectly good place to leave a two-year-old. Now, was the two-year-old driving this vehicle? No, no, there was a passenger, Christophanis uh, Mendez. 33 was arrested in connection with the kidnapping that happened at Geneva Avenue and Leroy Street in Dorchester just before 3 p.m. on Friday, July 14th. Police said Mendez stole the truck while the couple was parked at 430 Geneva Avenue around 3 p.m. on Friday, the 14th. Mendez turned around minutes later and placed the child who was in the car seat on the sidewalk. You know, it's like one of those things you take a car and you're like, ah, sweet, look at this ride. And you hear crying from the back. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> There's not a daycare center in no. uh, two miles of here. No, Where the, am I going to do? The one car that catches my eye is the one that I'm going to regret the most. 
the baby was evaluated by Boston EMS, but the police did not find any injuries. Officers found the stolen truck uh, about an hour later, a couple of miles away. Mendez was arrested in Roxbury on uh, Monday, July 31st. Uh, he's expected to be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court today. The investigation is ongoing. If you have any information, uh, if you were in Boston that day mm. or Dorchester, you're asked to uh, to call. Uh, Holyoke Media plans to expand real-time Spanish interpretation services for all city council and subcommittee meetings. The proposal comes at a time when one city councilor wondered if the job should not be left to artificial intelligence. Uh, Hasn't it already been? I was going to say, uh, have you have you listened to the Holyoke City Council? Most of them are artificially intelligent. <laughs> Executive director. But, that, but you know, let's not single out Holyoke. That that could be like any city council, right? Yeah, any 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 government position. Yes, uh, you're 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 pretty much artificial. Very thin line between artificial intelligence and no intelligence. Executive director of Holyoke Media Scott McPherson, updating the city council's finance committee, said Holyoke Media broadcast 281 hours of city council and subcommittee meetings in 2022. He indicated that the mayor's interest in broadening uh, this initiative. Currently, the real time translation is only offered for the council's regular sessions. Uh, once in place, the expanded translation service will cover all city council subcommittee meetings. AI, maybe, but um, have you ever watched the just the regular subtitles, the English subtitles on a TTY uh, sure. thing? You know, some they get a lot of that wrong because it's a computer trying to decipher what they said. You ever try to talk into your your voice text on your phone? Listen, some it, of the craziest stuff comes out of that. I you'd be surprised by how often I have to uh, correct something that implies the use of a duck. Uh, yeah, a duck. Oh, it's no. not my intention. No, but this I'm, duck keeps popping into my into my inbox. Yeah, what, what's that meme? Never once have I ever meant ducking. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of object being you know, thrown at my head, I, I rarely duck. Um, McPherson broke down the 281 hours to an hourly rate of $150 for two interpreters who alternate every 20 minutes. Counselor Kevin Jourdain said the hourly rate seems steep. He suggested exploring artificial intelligence for captioning to replace the $150 per hour interpreters. It's the cost of doing business. Yeah, I understand, but if you're an interpreter... You know, hoping to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of you know cash on the side. You know, this artificial intelligence thing is uh, seriously muscling into your business. You know, wh what would be the harm in just hiring uh, just a citizen off the street for half of that money? Uh, let's say seventy-five bucks an hour. Yeah, seventy-five bucks an hour. We'll put uh, one of your citizens who can both uh, speak uh, Spanish and English. You sit there, you decipher the uh, the thing. And then uh, you know you just give us you give us a summary of what just happened because I don't know if that'll be any more accurate than having like machines or computers do it. I mean, you're relying on somebody to you know instantly translate, listen, instantly translate, and not be interrupted by additional conversation. That's a, it, it's a whole lot more difficult than it just seems. Well, there, there was a movie there one time where they had an interpreter and they were trying to get the interpreter <laughs> to say, and then the interpreter started winding up being buddy buddy with the with the person they were talking to, and then making yeah. fun of the guy they were with. It was, I think, it was like a, it's got to be a Leslie Nielsen movie or something well, like that. Well, who was it? Was it? Um, was she working in Boston? I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. She was a a sign language 
interpreter. Oh, and yeah, and she was not. Getting- she, she had no understanding of uh, American Sign Language whatsoever, but she was involved in every news conference, you know, doing the sign language. Like she, like we all assumed, she knew what she was talking about. She's making stuff up along the way. And then that one deaf Karen complained about it. She's waving her arms around going, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. This woman's signing gibberish. She's not making any sense. What is... You're trying to fool the the people who have uh, hearing disabilities. (laughs) That's right. I could do that. Yeah, I could go out there and start start doing that kind of thing. Did she just say Mambo Dogface in the banana patch? That's what it sounds like. Steve Martin. Yeah, I knew I had heard that. Day. I was yeah, I was, I was trying to think of something that would made absolutely no sense. And Mambo Dogface in the banana patch certainly fits the bill. <sighs> maybe I should save this next story for Marty. But maybe we can just kind of start talking about it. Sure. This is a this is a survey, by the way. Uh, do we have any? Yeah. Okay. Survey said. Uh, Two thirds of Americans could eat uh, sandwich just sandwiches for a full week and be perfectly happy. That's according to a new survey on what the perfect sandwich looks like. But some of these results seem a little iffy. Cucumbers raked ahead of lettuce as a topping on a sandwich. Are they including pickles in that discussion? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I would not choose cucumbers or lettuce, but I don't even really put that much lettuce on a sandwich. Pickles make more sense because it's got the flavor and the salt and the vinegar, you know. Exactly. Uh, and the best kind of condiment for a sandwich is supposedly ketchup. For what? <laughs> on any sandwich, like like a ham and cheese sandwich. Oh God! No. Never do that. Forty-one percent think a hot dog is a sandwich as well, so maybe that's where they're getting that from. All right, and I know that's an argument that uh, people have, you know, whether it's a, it's a sandwich. You know, it's meat between bread. That's a sandwich to me. We, we keep having these arguments about, uh, like, how many rabbit holes can you go down of different arguments to have of the same I, argument? I, I really don't know, but I don't know what the hell they're talking, what that survey is talking about, about ketchup being the, you know, the best condiment for a sandwich. You know, to me, uh, you know, it, it's, it would either be uh, mustard or mayonnaise. Depending on the sandwich. Uh, ham and turkey dominated as our favorite sandwich meats. What about a good pimento loaf? I do not like pimento loaf. You know what I like? Mortadella. And there's not a lot of places that offer that. Like the real mortadella with the with the pistachios in it, the yeah. wads of fat. And I can eat a real, uh, like a whole mortadella sandwich. Mm-hmm. And, and people find that weird. That you're just you, eating mortadella, but it's it's it's, it's delicious. But yeah. people see it, they see those blobs of fat, and they go, "Ooh, how gross!" I'll so, tell you what, unless you're packing that stuff down your chop pipe, that's good stuff. My uh, my favorite deli is uh, 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 Richards over in uh, West Springfield, right, and Westfield, two convenient locations. Uh, they make that. That reminds me of the, like when I was a kid with going living in New Jersey. Sub sandwiches were huge sure. there, and uh, you know you'd always try to find the best guy who was making the sandwiches. That's the closest thing I can come to that, because they have all these. They have like uh, they have like club sandwiches where you get like roast beef, turkey, and ham, and bacon, and all that stuff on it. Right, and it's it's the bread. It's something about the bread there that makes that stuff so good. Now, yeah, Jersey Mike's is pretty good, but it's more of a chain restaurant, and it 
I don't know if I if I if I would compare that to yeah. that anyway because it's it's a different flavor. You know what my mother used to do? What? So when my mother was, uh, you know, back when I was a kid, you do all the grocery shopping, and she, yeah. you know, she'd come home with like your standard cold cuts, like ham, yeah, bologna, and then there was always something else, something that caught her eye, something that tickled her fancy, but it was always something that was. For the most part, questionable. Like it was like a questionable decision. So it'd be bologna, ham, and olive loaf. Uh, uh, now you ruined yeah, it with the olive loaf. Yeah, it's like or, or there was some uh, other. <clears throat> there were other things that were described as a loaf, a chicken loaf. Uh, what was it? Uh, Lebanese bologna, which I wasn't even sure was a real thing. I don't know what they're eating in Lebanon, but it, no human being should be putting that in their mouth. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was like all like a like for whatever reason, there was always this, I don't know, desire to try something new. You ever, I, I don't need new. I just I just want the same old stuff. I think our next thing is going to be sandwiches now. Like, what uh, we're going to have to go get some sandwiches some places. Did you ever have yeah. the? Uh, I think it's called the Little San Juan Bakery in the north end of Springfield. There, yeah, right. Behind the McDonald's in sure. the plaza, they have a pork sandwich there. Oh, really? With ma- I had it with mayo and tomato. It's pernil with mayonnaise oh, and tomato. Oh my god! And it's like, and they cook it on the again. Uh, obviously, the pernil is is a, is a specialty there. Sure, and so is the bread. The bread is like with the uh, it's Puerto Rican bread. It's mm-hmm. that big, giant, soft loaf of deliciousness. Yeah, and they put the pork on that. Oh my! And God. then the the mayonnaise and tomato. Oh Lord! Little hidden gems around here. You know, uh, like I'm. Uh, I would love to find who's making the definitive Cuban sandwich in the area. Because ever have a Cuban sandwich? I have had a Cuban sandwich. Oh, that's with the pickles on it too, right? Yeah, it's got the pickles, but it's also like you know panini pressed. Mm-hmm. So it's got the ham, the pork. Uh, the pickles, the mustard, and that's you know, pr- yeah, then the, and that's pressed. Oh my god, oh my god, it's the greatest damn sandwich there is. Oh, it sounds good. It it almost makes me want to swim all the way to Cuba just for the sandwich, and 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 maybe take one to go. I would love to be on a raft full of refugees just for the just sandwich. to get that sandwich. Why they would leave that beautiful island nation? I have no idea. How yeah. many Cuban sandwiches? How many good Cuban sandwiches can you get in South Florida? Probably uh, quite a few. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're but right. I'd rather go with the original. You know they're doing it right. All right. They're not skimping. We're on the sandwich thing now. Yep, we're on a new kick. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When you- rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 854. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, even uh, more of the same. High of 78. It's 64 right now in downtown Springfield. Now I'm thinking about sandwiches. I know. I I really want one now. I'm going to have to go get one somewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, What's your your go-to place for sandwiches? (sighs) You know, if I have like a particular place that I'm going to for sandwiches lately, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had a, I had a grinder at Frigo's not that long ago. The one of being really, really good. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I got. It had like the, the hot peppers on it and everything. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, but at, uh, I don't, I don't know if I've got like a particular 
go-to place. You know what you should try from Frigo's? The carnivore. It's got like roast beef and bacon on it. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> and it's like uh, warmed. And it's yep. got like horseradish mayo on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like a good fresh roast beef. That's the kind that my perfect sandwich is like a fresh roast beef sandwich. Sure. Like freshly cooked roast beef. That uh, with lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, mm-hmm. vinegar, and uh-huh. extra mayonnaise. That's how I like it. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, that's good. But if I were like uh, going to make, and, and this is this is just me here, if I were going to make a sandwich at home mm-hmm. and I had all the ingredients to make it, like my primary go-to sandwich is still a grilled cheese. Can't lose on a grilled cheese. Got everything you want: bread, butter, cheese. That's pretty much it. Grilled cheese. It's a grilled cheese. Yeah, I can put any kind of cheese on that thing. Like what? American cheese, Gouda cheese. Cheddar cheese, uh, Munster cheese, uh, 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 name a cheese. Is it still grilled cheese when you start adding stuff to it, like ham and and uh, you know like you see all these uh, funky uh, there's, grilled the, cheese? The, there's all kinds of you know you know permutations of of this great cheesy classic, you know. But uh, but you don't need to put anything else in it. Doesn't no. require it. You don't need like a like short ribs in it. You don't need lobster meat in it. You just now, need the basics. Bread, butter, cheese. Hear me out on this. I would never put ketchup on a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. However, I would have it with a bowl of delicious tomato soup. You know, I don't fully understand the appeal of the tomato soup. With the grilled cheese? With the, gr- with the grilled cheese. The grilled cheese, for me, and this is just me, I realize I'm in the minority here. For me, the grilled cheese stands on its own. It doesn't It doesn't need a soup. It doesn't need anything. It needs a plate, maybe a whole bunch of chips, but that's about it. It's all I need. I think uh, I just grew up on the, you know, that was a soup and sandwich was the, uh, you know, yep. the dinner of choice when, you, you know, you have five kids in the house and uh, it's the easiest thing to make is soup and sandwich. Yeah, but, no, it was it was never uh, it was never presented in my house that way. And so when I saw someone doing it for the first time and they're yeah. dipping their grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you ruining that sandwich no, with the tomato you're, soup? You're not ruining it. Uh, I understand with the minority. It's just not. It's just not where I go with it. Remember the kid in the the little snowman in the Campbell's commercial who I would do. eat the tomato soup and then the snowman would melt and it turned out to be an adorable little child behind there. See, I just thought that was a really stupid kid. I guess I was wrong. What, in a snowman suit? In a snowman suit and then dipping his sandwich in the soup. Nah, come on! Dipping the sandwich is the way to go. No, I, sometimes I like it. Uh, I like it dry but greasy. I like it raw. I like it raw. I like it raw. You know, uh, but it is. But it, there's no getting around it. It is a delicious sandwich. Mm-hmm. It is a delicious I, sandwich. I'm telling you. But you like the roast beef with all that other stuff in it. I like good fresh roast beef. What uh, about like a roast beef that has like a like a rainbow hue to it. No, 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 no. You know, there's something about like, um, and Big Y recently changed their their they this past year they they started getting boar's head meat, which is good. And some, but sometimes, and it wasn't just Big Y. It's pretty much any place you'd go to that has a deli. But if they use like cheaper meats. Yeah, it doesn't taste. There's something about that like synthetic taste of a roast beef. It's mm-hmm. not quite roast beef, like it's 
Yeah, a good roast beef yeah. is fantastic. A crap roast beef is awful. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and you can tell there there was a there was a store in uh, Westfield that used to have like good roast beef sandwiches, mm-hmm. and then they sold the place, and then it's under uh, new ownership. Yeah. So then they started get because they realized how expensive it is to make roast beef. They decided we'll go with the cheaper option, and it uh, it ruins the sandwich. It's, it's there's something about that that's not quite meat. It's like filler. It's a it's a cheaper it. cut of meat, and it doesn't taste like beef either. It tastes more like a ham because there's so much salt and preservatives that, that they put into it. I like a good, I like a good raw. Yeah, you uh, like a, you beef. like a roast beef. It tastes like a roast beef. Right, it doesn't right. taste like a like a shoe. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'm, I don't know. It's uh, 9 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.